1: Welcome to the Best of the Joe Show, where we run back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. How you doing? I'm Dan Day. Give me and the radio station to follow on Twitter, at Dan Day Radio and at 560WQAM. It's like Christmas Eve if you're a football fan. You're going to wake up very soon to all the football glory. Tomorrow, yes, we do have the Dolphins preseason game against Jacksonville. Kickoff is at 8. And then this weekend, a huge one on Saturday from Orlando, 7 o'clock. Miami, Florida, going to be renewing their rivalry. And in just a couple of minutes, we're going to hear the Joe Rose Show. You can hear him mornings on this radio station, 560, the Joe WQAM from 6 to 10 on weekdays. They're talking to former Miami coach, former Dolphins coach, former Cowboys coach. And he's a former coach other places. But now he is a Fox analyst, Jimmy Johnson. He's going to give us the lowdown on all of that. Plus, Dan Levitard and Stephen A. Smith going to be weighing in on the whole Dolphins Kenny Stills, Jay-Z, Coach Flores issue. But right now, let's get into some headlines. Former Canes coach Jimmy Johnson addressed the team yesterday, giving them a pep talk and preparing them for their first game of the season this Saturday versus Florida. Kickoff is at 7, and you can listen to it here on 560 The Joe WQAM. The Dolphins have released renderings of their new practice facility in Miami Gardens. Construction is expected to be finished in 2021. Check it all out on our Twitter page at 560WQAM. Then be sure to listen to the Fins preseason game tomorrow night against Jacksonville right here at 560 The Joe with pregame beginning at 4. Freddie Freeman's two home runs helped lift the Braves past the Marlins 5-1 last night. The two teams are back in action tonight in ATL with first pitch at 7.20. ESPN has released their 100 years of the NFL best players in each position list. No Dolphins made the team, and the only active participants to make the list were Tom Brady, Adam Vinatieri, and New England coach Bill Belichick. Get this, it's time to step into the day spa. (sighs) Phoenix defeated Reno FC 4-2 in United Soccer League action on Friday, extending their record on Dollar Beer Night to 13-0-0. So, can we get the Dolphins to do Dollar Beer Night every game this season? The Newfoundland town of Dildo is starting a petition to stop a sex toy company from using their advertising sign. Oh, the irony. Germany's Bielefeld, despite existing for over 800 years, has been the butt of a long running joke that it does not actually exist. So to settle things, the city has announced they will reward $1.1 million to anyone who can provide they don't exist. Get rich. Get all the details on my Twitter page, at Radio. Now on to weather, brought to you by Hylia Park. Tonight's forecast calls for partly cloudy skies with temperatures in the mid-80s. Visit Hylia Park Casino every Saturday and win your share of $10,000 in giveaways. Drawings all day long, and it's free to enter. Visit HyliaPark.com for more details. Of course, I don't have to let you know it is football time. Like I said earlier, Christmas Eve for the football fans. And kind of Santa Claus when it comes to Christmas football Miami, Jimmy Johnson, he's coached our professional team, our college team, a legend in the game. He's being interviewed by a legend in the game. Joe Rose and his team, they landed that big fish, Jimmy Johnson. Talking about him landing some big fish. Also, his assessment of Manny Diaz so far with the U, what he could have done if he had the transfer portal back in his day. Also, can the U, if possible, ever return to it like it was when he was there? And a little bit of NFL talk.
3: Jimmy Johnson, XUM coach, Super Bowl champion coach, avid fisherman. I can go down the whole list of stuff if you want. Oh, yeah, just keep going. I'm trying to think. You win
4: any Emmys? Don't tell him. Don't tell him yeah. any fish stories. He'll start telling fish stories. Listen, still, one of the, the best
3: stories we have on the show with Jimmy Johnson is the day we were talking about him real early one day, and he emailed me a picture of a fish he got. Oh, my God. That was God. three feet it taller was, than him.
4: That was a whopper. It was it,
5: unbelievable. It, it was as big as Joe's head. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's hard, coach. You know that. That's not
4: easy. Oh, <laughs> I knew that was coming. I, I knew that was coming early in the morning morning i felt it coming how, how's the fishing been down there jimmy how you been doing on that fishing
5: oh it's been good you know we've caught some tuna and got into some uh, mahi mahi and uh, so we've been having fun i've been entertaining a few people and so uh, it, it, it's going well
4: well one guy you've been entertaining uh it seems like your relationship with Manny Diaz is about as close as you've ever had with a Canes coach. Do you feel that way with uh, Manny a little bit, Jimmy? Well, you know, Number one, I've got so much respect for
5: him. I, you know, I, I watched him as an assistant coach when he's at Louisiana Tech and Texas and on and on and so I followed his career. And so I was so excited, you know, when he became, you know, first of all, a defensive coordinator, but uh, but especially head coach. He's he's really energized that program, and you know, they've got a young. Team and you know, you know, I I can't predict you know what they're going to do. But he has done such a fabulous job in the recruiting and the organization. The administrative uh yeah and then the coaching bringing in some quality coaches and i i think the program is energized right now and they're only going to get better every single year with manny as as a head coach
3: manny i mean you forgot to put it about manny about transfer uh transfer
5: portal king now too coach can you imagine the transfer portal
3: when you were there can you Uh, imagine if that was there
5: you would
4: have chewed that portal oh my goodness
5: oh boy well (laughs) you know first of all you know miami is such an attractive place and uh now that we've got excitement, you know, in the program, I, I think it's, a, and, you know, for, especially for older players that have been with another program, you know, they say, hey, you know what, I've got a couple of years left. I want to go down to Miami. You know, it's an exciting program, exciting place to be. I, I mean, I, I, we've got all our Fox crew coming in uh, today. And, you know, normally we don't do preseason games, but since we're going to do the Super Bowl at Hard Rock Stadium, we're going to give a little bit of a run-through here uh, tomorrow night. And so, you know, we've got all the guys, and we're going to be going all over Miami and and you know, little Havana, and um, own my boat in Biscayne Bay, on and on. And so, it's going to give me a, a good excuse to go by and, and see Manny and, and the practices today, and uh, and then get with my Fox crew you know, here tonight and tomorrow.
4: Jimmy, can it ever be? the way it was before because we're loaded with talent down here hell we got three or four nationally ranked schools again this year and and there's a ton of great players down here can it ever or if too many other schools planted too many seeds down here for success to for them to ever really dominate down here and and become number one like it was for a long time
5: yeah joe I, i don't know that we'll ever see that again because it was such a unique situation you know number one you know Nowadays, everybody's on television, you know, but back then we were an independent. They had the one national television game and then maybe a couple of regional games. And because we were an independent, I mean, you look at our schedule, you know, back then, you know, every other week it was Oklahoma, Michigan, you know, uh, Florida, Florida State, you know, Penn State, uh, Purdue, Missouri, Arkansas. And so because of our schedule, uh, we were on national television about every other week and Plus, we were beating all those people. And so, you know, it helped us in recruiting. And, and I don't know that you'll, you'll see that again. Um, again, it was very unique. But uh, I, I think everything's relative. You know, I, I think, you know, with the program... The way it is right now, you know, now we can look at, you know, winning a championship, you know, competing for a national championship. Uh, But, you know, back in those years, you know, we dominated for about, you know, almost, you know, 10 years. And I don't know that you'll see that again.
3: We were just talking about the home winning streak yesterday here on the show and how you might not ever see something like that again. When you win so many games for years and years, almost a decade straight or more of winning at home. And you might not even just see that. Forget about everything else. That was just a feat. That's just it's like unmatched. How is the team going to do that again?
5: Yeah, it, it, you know, uh, you know, one thing we had such so many players, and we were, you know, forget about coaching. We had some great coaches. I, I think I had, you know, six or seven coaches became NFL coaches. Not even counting the young guys like Tupperville and, you know, you know some of those guys that were just coming up. Ohrzaron, on and on. Uh, Forget about the coaching. You know, we had better players than everybody else. I mean, so I mean, Ronda, Ronda could have coached that team in one eight or nine. I know.
4: <laughs> I said, hey, you know, it's so funny. We had a little fun with it one day. The uh, it ended up being the USC all-time team against the Miami all-time team. I don't know if you saw it, but it was like yeah. v- obviously very impressive by by uh, both teams going back and forth in different positions and. Uh, I thought that was really cool. I don't know. Did you get a chance to see that at all?
5: Uh, I didn't, but I've seen some comparisons at times. You know, in fact, I saw one on uh, ESPN. They had the Ohio State versus Miami. Yeah. You know, but it's always against Miami because you right. know back then uh, everybody said, "Man, that, that program's unbelievable." I, mean, I remember Switcher saying, "You know, a Switcher, you know, was at Oklahoma and Oklahoma and Nebraska were fighting it out." You know, which one's going to go down to Miami to play Miami in the Orange Bowl? And he says, hey, you can have them. I've had my share of them. I don't want any part of them.
4: Hey, uh, speaking of uh, old Barry, let's talk about Jerry, who's got a uh, little problem there, quarterback, running back, and wide receiver, running back holding holding out. Jimmy, how do you handle that to get your number one receiver, number one running back, and your quarterback who wants to get paid a lot of friggin' money knowing you got to work with a salary cap? How would you handle that?
5: I, I think you gotta be patient on the thing. Uh, first of all, you know, they're all quality players. And you know you might um, you might have one of them uh, miss a couple of games, but they're they're, gonna, they're not going to miss a whole lot of paychecks. Uh, you, they're going to go ahead and they're not going to set out the year. Uh, you know you can't be too aggressive and spend all your money on right. one of the guys and then miss out on a couple of the others. Uh, you've got you know you only got one pie and you, you know they're going to get a piece of it. Uh, they may not get as big a piece as that they won't, uh, but they're not going to miss a lot of paychecks, especially is it, you know. Elliott, you know, has got, you know, a couple of years left on his contract. You know, and then, you know, Dak's you know, in his final year, and so they could always franchise him a year later. Uh, but you've got to just patient. And I think Amari Cooper would probably be the next one to sign. But they'll, they, they'll get it done. I, I doubt very seriously if they'll lose any one of them. But they might have they might have one or two of them miss a game or two. Because Jerry's the
3: GM, because he's around the team so much, because he talks to the media so much, him making a comment like the other day saying Zeke who made headlines, and then Zeke's camp's upset, this is just a big drama fest up there in Dallas. As of course, with Jerry right in the middle Jim, of Jimmy's it. familiar
4: with all this uh, Well, this God,
3: is the God, whole reason familiar. why we're talking to the <laughs> expert.
5: Is, is, is there drama there? Yes. <laughs> I didn't
3: know. No, still – it's. It's like no. It's like you never left, Jimmy. It's still. It's up there. Like, <laughs> does Jerry sometimes get in the way too much? Do you think when he says something like that, even though he said he oh, said he was joking?
5: I, I think even with with Zeke, you know, Zeke, Zeke and the agent, know Jerry, and you know, and, and they know he's going to make some off the cuff comments, and you know, you know, he's going to try to get cute with his comments at times. They're both just posturing right. as far as their contract. That that's the bottom line is the dollar. And and they're posturing as far as oh well we're upset now you know, as if that's going to add more money you know to the contract. Um, nobody's upset. Every, you know, as soon as the dollar gets right for both of them, they'll both be hugging each other and saying hey let's go.
4: Well, I want to ask you about this uh this next one, this Antonio Brown helmet gate that's been going on. Wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I I never thought I'd see wow. a superstar so upset about a helmet. What's been your take sitting back watching this? I I wish I could have seen you when you saw this story popping. Yeah, I mean
5: it, it's I mean it, that now you talk about some drama. Look at the, they've got Incognito on their team. They've got Verdict, I mean, you know, the, the Cincinnati linebacker team, they've got all these guys, and plus they're the Oakland Raiders, uh, going to be the Las Vegas Raiders, and Antonio Brown, (laughs) he's getting all the publicity. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, really, I mean, I think it's ridiculous. (laughs) It, It is absolutely ridiculous, but Brown has been a problem, you know, you know for quite ever since he became a star, he's been a problem um being late to meetings, not doing this now he's on his own agenda, plus that's the problem you have, Joe, when you have somebody come from the streets that's never had a whole lot, and you fill their bank account full of money uh they don't need it you know they they have a difficult time handling it, you know they're rich, and they say, well, hey yeah, I have a, what I'll yeah. do whatever I want to do, you know, I'm a superstar and I'm rich. So if I want to be on time, fine. If I don't want to be on time, that's okay, too. Uh, that's a difficult situation. Uh, it should have been nipped in the bud a long time ago when he was with the Steelers. Uh, yeah. But they've let him get away with it for a long time, and he's still getting away with it.
4: Well, and, and, and now John Gruden, uh, he had to know what he was getting into. He's basically sold himself out for 16 regular season games, right? That he's just going to be good yeah. on game day, correct?
5: Yeah, yeah, that's that's about how it is, and, and you know they're trying to play the bad cop, the good cop. You know, with Mayock, you know, a, right, a either get all in or all out. You know, and then John Gruden's gonna hug him.
6: Right, you know, right.
5: I mean I, I mean, I think we can all see through that bad cop, good cop.
3: I just didn't think Gruden would be the good cop. I can't believe he's got to be the yeah. good cop in all this. Right, your helmet's oh, no, important. Right? Damn that's
5: it. Yeah, yeah, the coach, the coach has got to be the good cop. You know, Let it's me hard for him to be guy. the bad cop
4: yep. hey, uh, the other story is pretty interesting Baker Mayfield and the Browns haven't done anything but they are they are a cocky young team for never Ooh. doing anything they're going to be fun to watch because if they're not as good as the yapping they've been doing boy they are going to get blasted this year
5: well the only thing is I think they are going to be pretty good I, I don't know if they're going to be great but they're going to be pretty good and they are going to be exciting you know as long as you can keep those guys on the field, and right now, they've kind of unified. You know, you know, with Beckham, you know, he could be a problem, you know, at times. But I think he's kind of jumped into the program and said, "Hey." I'm with my buddy Landry. Uh, you know, I like this Baker Mayfield. I want to show the Giants that you know they got. You know, they sent me up to Cleveland thinking that you know they're going to bury me there, and uh, I'm going to show them just how good I am and what they miss. I, I think that whole a whole bunch is almost a us against the world mentality, and they're talented enough uh, to make it happen. Now, I, I, again, I don't know that they're going to be a great team, they're, but, but they're going to be an exciting team, and I think they're going to be a playoff team.
3: Jimmy down here in Miami. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Josh Rosen, a little quarterback competition. Ryan Fitzpatrick obviously in the lead right now, going to start game three Thursday night. Uh, What do you think about the little quarterback competition or controversy down here in Miami?
5: Uh, I, I don't know that it's a controversy I, I visited with uh, Brian Flores and, uh, and Chris Greer here you know and, and some of their people here uh, about a week or two ago and uh, I, I think he's going to do an outstanding both of them I think they're going to do an outstanding job the problem right now they, they're just they just don't have a whole lot of talent you know on the team and as far as the competition l- listen you got Fitzpatrick there he's as old as Joe you know and <laughs> yeah. he, and he's smarter than than 10 joes right yeah, you know, right. And, yeah and, 20, twenty. No, and, a little more
4: than that yeah <laughs> you didn't go through any of that drug stuff jimmy you're right he went He's to harvard guy.
5: give me a break <laughs> right, right. Uh, now he, he uh, could you know he he could win you a game or two but you got to find out if rosen can do it uh you know i'd you know uh, fitzpatrick's going to be the guy that's going to give you the best chance to win uh but you got to find out if rosen you know, is going to be you know a quality quarterback because uh, you got to make some decisions. Now, obviously, they're not going to be a playoff team. You know, so you know, so let's let's find out, right? You know, and, and again, I'm not I'm not any way you know saying tank. I'm just saying find out what your other quarterback can do. Uh, now, you might go into this situation with Fitzpatrick being the starter, but Rosen getting some playing time. Uh, one way or another, you got to find out you know what Rosen's going to do. You know what Fitzpatrick's going to do. He's going to at times. Hey, he's got a good touch on the football. He's always going to go to the right place. He's a tremendous competitor. Uh, so you know what he can do. He can help you win a couple of games. But you got to find it. you got to right. play Rosen. Even if he's not the starter, you've got to play Rosen some.
4: Coach, this has been fun, man. It's uh, great to get you. Get you on the phone this morning. We really appreciate right. it. Always good. I appreciate the shots and size of my head that lasted. You jumped I love into it. it in the first minute, <laughs> hey, so I yes.
5: appreciate that. Well, I'm I'm all excited. I'm ready for this UM Florida yeah. game. I'm mm, ready fun. for the season. I'm ready to see all my Fox buddies uh, here tonight, and we'll be yucking it up for a couple of days here.
4: Jimmy, thank you so much, Thanks, man. Coach.
5: Appreciate it. Okay, talk to
1: you later, All right.
4: Jimmy Johnson.
1: Gotta love Jimmy Johnson. Still living down there in the Keys, doing some fishing, covering the football. Ah, the glory days. Hopefully Miami will return to the glory days beginning this coming weekend when they beat up on Florida. Sorry if you're a Florida fan. Got to hold true to the you. Up next, Dan Lebitard's show. He's keeping it right here in Miami, weighing in on the whole Dolphins, Kenny Stills, Jay-Z, Coach Flores deal here on the best of the Joe show this is the best of the joe show where we run back some of the best audio that you have heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours a couple of minutes ago got you ready for the college scene here in south florida miami florida saturday night seven o'clock here on 560 the joe WQAM. now we're taking it to dan levitard he's a miami guy doing a national show but still staying close to home and keeping it close to home getting you ready for the pro game. Remember, tomorrow night, Dolphins-Jaguars preseason, game number three. They call it the dress rehearsal. Kickoff is at 8 o'clock pregame, beginning at 4 o'clock on this radio station. They had an interesting playlist this week during Dolphins practice, and Dan Lebitard dives headfirst in.
7: The Miami Dolphins in the national news for only the wrong reasons this entire century began their practice yesterday with eight consecutive jay-z songs and my question to you the shipping container and America is what does that mean <laughs> there was a statement being made uh, yesterday but i don't know what it meant so i need the help of young people to decipher the lyrics of the 50 year old rap icon
8: do we know which songs were chosen it's important it is important yes I'll get the list of the songs, but I believe Brian Floor is instructed for practice to be started that way. And in the local hour the Lower, if you will, we had on WPLG Local 10's Will Manson. We we're asking him, like, what was that about? And he's like, I don't know. So no one seems to know what that meant, but a statement definitely was made yesterday,
0: Dan. He's either trying to needle his player. He's trying to maybe make the player, maybe give some levity to the situation. But again, no one knows except for Brian Flores, but he chooses the music every single practice.
7: All right. So let's figure this out for a second. Let's try to get Kenny Stills on the show as we have been trying this week.
8: I have the uh, song list here. All right.
7: Keep it there for a second. Hold on a second. I don't know what it means yet. Just hold on. All right. (laughs) So you've got this situation with Jay-Z. I don't know what that means. I basically don't know what anything means here. So someone help me out because there's news now that uh, Stephen Ross is no longer on the Social Justice Committee.
0: What does that mean?
7: This is where we are right now, where where the questions are just going to be, what does that mean again and again and again? And we will not have any answers for you, but we will continue to deconstruct them, including going through every lyric of every Jay-Z song played to open Dolphin practice. If you're not familiar with what it is that we're talking about, here's the deal. So a black quarterback was banned for 3 3 years now unemployed even though he should obviously be in the league because Nathan Peterman is in the league uh, almost obviously a uh, literally blackball
0: Josh McCown is back in the league. That's
7: right, at yes. 40 years old. So that guy's not here because uh, we turned his conversation about mass incarceration and police brutality into uh, the national anthem. And then we replaced that black icon recently here with a bigger one in Jay-Z. And we gave him the job that no one had had before of please handle social justice for us and also the halftime.
8: Is it possible that as part of Jay-Z's deal with the NFL and kinda like music coordinator that every team has to start practice with eight of his songs and we just don't know that yet?
7: Okay, again, what, what we, we know, we know a lot less here than we actually know. But that does not stop us from deconstructing this because many people are fighting now over whether Jay-Z is a capitalist or sellout, whether Jay-Z has more in common with Stephen Ross than he does with Colin Kaepernick, given where he's lived uh, the last 20 years and where he's lived is in the biggest house in California with Beyonce. So he might not have exactly a connection with the common man, but he has a lot of connection to the common dollar. And so now a lot of people are questioning whether he's selling out without even giving him the chance, right? Without even giving him the chance to do much of anything.
0: Well, they're looking into it saying this is a great opportunity for Jay-Z to not only, you know, control the halftime show for the Super Bowls and put his people in that that place, but it's also a great opportunity for Jay-Z to potentially own an NFL team. So I understand why people are skeptical in looking at this partnership.
7: Um, So you've got a situation in totality where Jay-Z, and there's never been a black owner in the NFL, where Jay-Z can parlay fame and money into yet more power. That power that they gave him over the halftime show. Good God, man. Like, that is not a small thing. And why is that? It's because Maroon 5 played last year. <laughs> and they want that to stop. And The social injustice, eh! But they want Maroon 5 that to stop.
0: Do you think that's when Jay-Z placed the call? Like, right after Maroon 5?
8: <laughs> right, right during it? Listen, I know I've told people to not participate in the halftime show, right, but <laughs> enough with Bruno Mars and Maroon 5. Please. <laughs>
7: So uh, we will continue to make fun of that. Do you think
8: there's any chance that this year's halftime show is Jay-Z? Wow. Like Jay-Z starts his own search committee. Who would be the best person to do this halftime show? <laughs> Who could it be? I've, hmm. I've got it. I'm just spitballing here. Just going to throw it out there. <laughs> me. me, <laughs> And my wife. Every year forever.
7: But yeah. mostly me. <laughs> What, what, how many rock nation artists, uh, can, because Jay-Z is trying to take over the world and he, he might be able to do it. And I have to salute him for just the general gangsterness of partnering with the NFL in a way that gives him more power. That is not something that usually happens in negotiations with the NFL. You don't end up with the, with the power. They end up with the power. Why? Because they're the most powerful thing in all of sports.
0: It's kind of like Joe Bailey, Bill, with the Dolphins. He exactly. was hired to—he was hired to find the guy to run the Dolphins—and looked in the mirror and decided he was the guy to run the Dolphins. It's the same thing.
7: Roy has told us that he has uh, all of the songs, but I don't know what any of it means. Can we get an expert on here? Is it possible here before one o'clock that we can get an expert, either lyricist or somebody who is good at decoding? What it is the Dolphins were trying to say Hmm. yesterday with not just eight uh, Jay-Z songs, but specifically these eight Jay-Z songs. What are they, Roy? Uh, You didn't want to talk before. Uh, Let's go. Okay. uh, Show Me What You Got
4: is the first song. In uh, Brooklyn, We Go Hard. Inwards in
9: Paris. Oh, wow. Run This Town. Uh, On to the next one. No Church in the Wild and 99 problems very telling, mm. very, telling. very telling. statement mm. statement
8: there's definitely a story being told there it's very telling i'm not sure what we're telling yeah. but it's very telling i don't know the story either we'll get on this
0: <laughs>
7: well who can we put on it who can we put like on the a case? jay-z lyric expert is yeah, that what you're I looking mean, for I, I just a hip-hop aficionado who might be able to tell us what it is that the messaging is
8: should here. we try for jay-z <laughs> you Can get him yeah
7: Bomani wrote a good column about that entire situation and tried to reach Jay-Z and was told, Jay-Z, don't do press.
8: Ah, okay. Yeah, all, right. <laughs> all right. So much for that. Hmm.
7: I, if, if there were a media member that Jay-Z should have spoken to, I would have chosen Bomani for him. But uh, Jay-Z basically can control all of his own message. He does not have to use the platforms of others. But yes, it would be best to talk to him. Kenny Stills would be good. A Miami Dolphin would be good. Brian Flores, the coach of the Miami (laughs) Dolphins, is in a brutal spot. Brutal. Because he's a black man with a black staff. Black staff getting its first chance. He's getting his first chance. He's taking his money from a white owner. Kenny Stills keeps kneeling and saying agree to disagree when talking to said owner. Kenny Stills comes out and says, ah, Jay-Z sounds not very informed. And... Brian Flores is right in the middle of it as a black man and football coach who has not coached a game yet, dealing with this thing and choosing eight songs from Jay Z to make a statement to Chris Cody that none of us understand. (laughs) We think. We think. (laughs) The Dolphins opened eight straight Jay Z songs. So. All of us could understand this fight that's happening between Kenny Stills, who came out of a meeting with Stephen Ross and said, hey, we agreed to disagree like that is an uncommon honesty about a situation. And then today, today you get Stephen Ross is no longer on the NFL Social Justice Committee. Now, I am conflicted by this, Stugatz, because Stephen Ross is actually giving black people power. He isn't trusting a staff that is blacker than most right and so he has been trying to be open-minded he's in the spots to and it is a tough one as the owner where you're being asked to take sides man that's why jay-z that's why jay-z is getting criticized even by his own people and strongly because you're being asked to take sides, and if you side with the dollar or you side with neutrality, you're sitting out the side-taking. And I still don't know what the Jay-Z lyrics What you
0: have is Kenny Stills playing for an owner in Stephen Ross, and everything you just said about Stephen Ross is correct. The obvious problem here, and reading it from the Herald, is there is an issue with Stephen Ross being a part of this committee but also being a supporter of the president who has said, fire these guys if they take a knee. And so that's a difficult spot, you're right. It's a difficult spot for Kenny Stills, it's a certainly a difficult spot for Stephen Ross, and so he steps away from the committee.
7: I want to say that I don't know who it's hardest for because Kenny Kenny Stills is absolutely and defiantly putting his salary on the line. He's risking something like as I watched this Jerry Jones and uh, Ezekiel Elliott thing go back and forth and now Jerry Jones is out here saying I've earned the right to joke about this player. Uh, the arrogance in that is a little bit stupefying in that you're playing with that man's money, Jerry, and you bought in for 140 million. You say yourself, you've never worked a day in your life for real. You bought in for 140 million. Your, your team is now worth $5 billion and you're fighting for nickels, uh, with Ezekiel Elliott and then getting mad when you joke about taking away his income because his income's not disposable, but he is. <laughs> like the 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 arrogance in I've earned the right to joke about Ezekiel Elliott is a little bit stupefying given that he needs this guy.
0: You surprised Jerry Jones feels that way, that he's earned the right to take a little shot at Kelly. Man, he,
7: he feels he's earned the right to coach that football team. That's why he's got a mannequin on the sidelines.
0: <laughs> but Jerry Jones being entitled, that one surprises everyone? I'm not
8: surprised by it. I'm
7: just pointing it out, putting it out in the light for everybody so they see what it is.
8: He did stand by him when he had his legal issues a few months back. He
7: stands by all his guys with the legal issues. He always has because they help him on Sundays. (laughs)
8: Why has this become such a story? Like, it was a terrible joke. It wasn't even really funny. There was the overlapper who was on yesterday, and he was talking about it. He thought it was funny, but it, it wasn't really funny. And then Ezekiel and his people obviously have to pretend to be really outraged about it because they're trying to get money. And then Jerry now is, like, very defensive about the fact that, like, They're upset about this joke that wasn't fun to begin with. Why
1: is this a story? Because football is coming.
8: I can't wait for it to get here so we can stop talking
1: about this. Oh, my (laughs) God, You can hear Dan Levitard right here at 560 The Joe WQAM weekdays from 10 to 1. And following him every day from 1 to 3 is the Stephen A. Smith Show. Up next, Stephen A. Smith not to be outdone. Also going to talk about the Kenny Stills Coach Flores Jay-Z Dolphins playlist. It's the best of The Joe Show. Here we go with the third part of the Best of the Joe Show. I am Dan Day, and i got to say this. Although the Dolphins aren't expected to do great this season, they have owned the preseason with the whole Josh Rosen trading thing, and now Kenny Stills saying some things about Jay-Z, Coach Flores playing some like eight Jay-Z songs during the practice the other day for the Dolphins. If someone has won preseason, it has definitely been the Dolphins. Stephen A. Smith covering that topic right now.
9: No, no. Do we have that sound from Kenny? Uh, uh, I shouldn't say Kenny stills. Cause it's really not about the sound. It's about what the Miami dolphins did yesterday. If y'all wasn't paying attention, Kenny stills wide receiver for the Miami dolphins, uh, spoke out initially a couple of weeks ago, he spoke out against his, his boss, the owner for the Miami dolphins, Stephen Ross, uh, Stephen Ross obviously has the Rise Foundation fight, you know, uh, pursuing racial equality and what have you. He's done a phenomenal job with that stuff over the years. Uh, But he was throwing a fundraiser for President Trump. And Kenny Stills talked about the inconsistencies and apparent hypocrisy of that. He did so without talking to the owner, Stephen Ross, which Coach Brian, Brian Flores thought was the wrong thing to do. He thought that Brian Flores should at least. Uh, Brian Flores rather thought that Kenny Stills should have at least talked to Stephen Ross before going on Twitter and saying what he said. Um, So there was some beef with that. Kenny Stills ultimately met with Stephen Ross. um, And as a result, uh, they agreed to disagree. That happened over the last couple of weeks. And then Jay-Z reaches the partnership with uh, the National Football League. Uh, provide, you know, him and Rock Nation. There'll be the entertainment offer the NFL, particularly with Super Bowl halftime festivities, along with fighting alongside the NFL to address social injustices throughout our nation. So Kenny Stills spoke out against that in similar fashion to the Eric Reeds of the world, who did the same. Kenny Stills went as far as to say he doesn't even know if Jay Z communicates with common folk, which might be one of the most ignorant statements I've heard in quite some time. Um. Well, here's what happened yesterday. Yesterday, the Miami Dolphins uh, featured musical artist Jay Z at practice. According to reports, the team's sound system played more than a half a dozen songs by the rapper. At the start of practice on Tuesday, one day after receiver Kenny Stills objected to recent comments from Jay-Z about social activism by current and former NFL players, including Stills. According to the reports, it's unclear whether Coach Brian Flores was sending Stills a message, but the Dolphins confirmed that Flores picks the songs for practice and also confirms that Stills was told before practice that the playlist would go heavy on Jay-Z. So talk about a statement. Talk about a statement, even though again if Coach Brian Flora is playing it. It's he he's the one that's doing it, as opposed to the players themselves, but clearly it's like eight or nine straight Jay-Z songs. You know that's a you know that's a message. Let's just call it what it is. Let's not act like we don't know. We know that's a hell of a message. Let's just be real about it, okay? Let's not even pretend. And then in the latest news. You go on ESPN.com to find this out. Miami Dolphins owner Stephen Ross has stepped down from the NFL Social Justice Committee. The team announced Tuesday. Quote, Stephen made the decision last week and informed the NFL and members of the working committee that he was going to step aside from the group and continue to focus his efforts on Rise. He believes in and is still fully committed to the work that has been done by the group, and will always be a passionate supporter and tireless advocate for social justice causes. The fight for equal rights and education. The committee includes players and team owners, and is intended and is intended to address social justice issues. Last season, members of the committee included Arizona Cardinals owner Michael Bidwell, Atlanta Falcons owner Arthur Blank, Washington Redskins cornerback Josh Norman. By the way, Brian Flores, head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Ladies and gentlemen, he's from Brooklyn, New York. Jay-Z's from Brooklyn. We see where his loyalties lie. And I have no problem with it whatsoever. Keep our eyes on a lot of things. It's going to be a really, really interesting NFL season. I'm going to leave it at that. Let's get to the phones at it Say espn
6: Let's go to John. You're live with Stephen A. What's up? Hey, Mr. Smith. Glad to get a hold of you. Yep. Go ahead, man. Thank you. Um, I, I was talking about the, the Giants a little bit. Yep. And there's two things that I had to... A little bit of an issue with um you went back 11 years, but you didn't go back 12 years when they won a Super Bowl. So um, excuse me. Yes, I six did. Six
9: I mentioned that they won a the Super Bowl in 2011. And I said since they won their last Super Bowl, that's what I said. And then before that, I said they had won a the Super Bowl in 27, 2007. So that's inaccurate, sir. I did point out that they won the Super Bowls.
6: Yeah, one. Right? I said, I said they, they won two Super Bowls two
9: in his career. Dude, but, I said they won two Super Bowls. That is a lie. I specifically said that Eli Manning has won two Super Bowls. I just pointed out what they did since and in between. I read a damn thing off the, I I, I had their record right in front
6: of me. That's not true. Yes, sir. The the other thing you're probably correct. The other thing I wanted to bring I'm up not
9: probably was, it's
6: definite it's on okay, tape definitely about Odell Beckham. Go ahead. And and I I won an NCAA championship. Maybe it was Division three, but I, I know a little bit about sports as a team player. And sure he was allowed to go to Miami and it was his off day. But because you're allowed to do something doesn't mean you should do it. Well, who Mooney said have not tell, been better who, off who said he should his do
9: teammates? it? Who said he should do it? Tell me one person who said he should do it. Well,
6: he did it. No, he, I'm he saying who he said should. he should. I'm saying he probably shouldn't have. Okay, that's my argument. It, just because you're allowed to do something doesn't mean that. Well, I'm saying to you that your argument,
9: should. your argument mirrors 99 percent of the football population. He's got he got raked through the coals, through the coals for that. Everybody knows he had no business going to Miami on an off day when you had a playoff game that Sunday. Well, that, that's that's
6: that's my point. You know, and, But you were alluding to the point that it was his off day, so he can do what he wants to
9: no, do. No, what I was alluding to is that he didn't break any team rules. But the fact of the matter is he shouldn't have gone, which I've also said repeatedly. So evidently, you let, you hear what you want to hear, but you don't really listen to the show. Because well, nobody, who? including myself, condoned him going to Miami. Matter of fact, I pointed out how badly he played when he came back and showed up in Green Bay and played that Sunday. Exactly. Goodbye. Have a nice day. He's wasting my time. Let's go to Chris. You're live with Stephen A. What's up, Chris?
2: Hey, Stephen A. Go ahead. um, As a Giants fan and a native New Yorker and been a Giants fan for over 30 years since I was in high school when they won that 86 championship back then, to hear you say that the tissues and the marriage do not focus on them uh, putting a, a fine product out there and catering to one man and getting rid of Odell I loved Odell but look at your stats and see how many games did we win with him how many games did we win with him
9: okay first of all once again another Giants call being disingenuous because I wasn't talking about their total history We know what Bill Parcells and Lawrence Taylor and Jeff Hostetler and Phil Simms, the list goes on, Harry Carson and Carl Banks and the crew. You know, they won Super Bowls. We get all of that. We understand and for years have revered the New York Giants as being a gold standard. We know that they won two Super Bowls in 2007 and 2011. But if let me ask you a question and twist it around for you so you can understand and maybe I've illuminated my point even better. If you are a quarterback and your team hasn't made the postseason four times in the last five years, seven times in the last nine years, don't you think there would be a conversation with almost any other team as to whether or not there should be a quarterback change? At least a conversation?
2: Yeah, I, I did think about that. And, and it, it hasn't happened.
9: When, when when Ben McAdoo benched Eli Manning, he was ran out of town the moment he did that. How could you do this to Eli Manning? Blah, 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 blah. OK, Mr. Tish was on the record saying he hopes he hopes that Daniel Jones doesn't see a snap this season because that would mean that Eli Manning has played really, really well. He's rooting for it. Eli Manning's 38 years old and Gettleman, before he even drafted Daniel Jones, was saying we think Eli Manning's got two or three more years left in them after the way you've seen him look over the last three years.
2: That doesn't <laughs> strike you as a tad bit odd. Yeah, well, they're, they're, they're riding on the fact that there's those two Super Bowls, which you can't stand on. And I dis—I disagree with their statement with Daniel Jones, and he's got several years. They're looking at Tom Brady, and nowadays you can't really touch up the quarterback. You know that as much as you used to be able to in the past. And now the fairness the Giants' offensive line, which I heard you say a numerous times on first eight, you know that offensive line was atrocious. You yes, said they were. You he was, he was uh, punk drunk. Uh, But but, but wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute!
9: Wait a minute! That is that is a reality. But the reality also is because he was subjected to the lack of protection and because he ended up punk- drunk to the point where he went down at the sight of a pass rush. The point is you can't rewind the clock and eradicate those things that happen. They happen. They have they've they've they've, imp- they've provided collateral damage. And as a result, he's a shell of what he used to be because of it. It may not be his fault, but it still happened.
2: I know. I don't agree with the statements that the, the John Merritt made about holding off and going with Eli. I, actually, I think if things don't go too well this season, we will see Daniel Jones. Uh, there's right. always time to move on. I agree with that. But the old Del Beckham thing, um, I loved him to death. All right. I, I, I liked his passion to win. We didn't, he I think he took it personal because we, we're looking at change had to be made. We wasn't winning with, him, with those Did guys. It? Did it like,
9: really have to be? Did it? Was 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 he not practicing? Was he not showing effort? Was he not going out there and trying to win? I'm not trying to sit up here and act like Odell Beckham Jr. wasn't a headache that sometimes Tylenol or ibuprofen was or, or, or Advil wasn't required. Please don't get me wrong. But what I'm saying is that's about the size of it.
2: Remember one last thing. Remember the Tom Coughlin when he was there. Remember the game against the uh, Carolina when Josh Norman was still with the Panthers. Yes. Remember that game. That was and a disgraceful performance. Coughlin saying that. I'm not, I did not Start take right him off. Stop right
9: there. The- Stop right there. That was a disgraceful performance by Odell Beckham Jr., no doubt. But I got a simple question for you. Are you ready for this? And I need a yeah, quick answer because I got to go. If that's the case, why are they both gone?
2: Kyle, I, Kyle, I didn't,
9: I, going, I, going, too.
2: I know. I, I didn't agree with that. Thank I think we, he was a uh, scapegoat, first of all, for there the season that Stay they Stand Stay
9: Stop right there. Hold that thought. Call me back tomorrow. He was a scapegoat. Everybody's scapegoats. But Eli Mann is still there. Comfortable. Collecting quarter
1: of a billion dollars. Wrapping up the best of the Joe Show. Today's show, kind of getting you ready for both the Canes and the Dolphins games over the next couple of days. And the seasons that are to come. Started things off with the Joe Rose Show. Talking To legend in the game, Jimmy Johnson. They also talked a little bit about fishing besides the whole football thing. Of course, you can hear the Joe Rose show simply by listening to this radio station, mornings from 6 to 10. Then after him, 10 to 1, it's Dan Levitard's show. They were talking about the whole Jay Z, Dolphins, Kenny Stills, Coach Flores issue, which seems to be dominating football because also Stephen A. Smith, who you can hear from 1 to 3 on this radio station, talked about the very same thing. Not to be outdone, though, from 3 to 6. You can hear Hawk and Crowder. They're always funny and sometimes giving you sports information. And Monday through Friday from 6 to 7, what you're listening to now is on the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Give me a follow on Twitter. It's always fun. It's not just about sports, but it also gives you some day spot action. Ah. At Dan Day Radio. Also, you can follow us at 560 WQAM. Your podcast, real simple, real free. Get them wherever you get them Apple, iTunes, the whole nine yards. Or you can simply go to our website, WQAM.com. Till tomorrow night, this is Dan Day with the best of the Joe Show. Later, Slug.
8: Tune in is the audio platform
3: with something for everyone.